Yeah. I know we just signed the deal, but I need my advance on the next one too. They know I'm gonna be around. Yeah. I need it. Metro Boomin want some more. Cause I got a really big team and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm gonna welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen and you know what? Play the music. I want to congratulate the Washington Nationals for winning the World Series against the Houston Astros. Uh, and we won in game seven. We were the first team to ever win all our games. In fact, this was the first series when every team won all the away, like all the away teams won the away games. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is a district of champions, man. You got the Washington Valor, which a lot of people forget, tend to forget. They did win, even though they won like three games that year. They did win. The Capitals won. The Washington Mystics, which for some reason, I'm, I'm thinking people, even uh, Moment, Momentum Sports, they're like Twitter feeds starting to forget. Come on, man. Let's, let's not forget the Washington Mystics. And now the um, Washington Nationals are champions. Steven Strasburg was the MVP of the World Series. Congratulations to the, hold on, just, just, just let the music play real quick. You know, people say uh, it's not going to happen next year. Your, half your whole team, half your whole team, half your team is uh, our free agents, which is true. You know, you got uh, Strasburg opted out of contract. Rendon, we have to re try to re-sign. Howie Kendricks, Ryan Zimmerman, Eden. There's a lot of players that are free agents, but I don't care. We won the World Series. After starting what 19 and 31, 19 and 32, we won the World Series. Not only did we start 19 and uh, what 31, we are one of the oldest teams. In fact, we are the oldest team in the MLB, and we won the World Series. I don't want to hear nothing else. I do not care what any of y'all got to say. In fact. Except, 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 except that we are champions. Now, a lot of people were, were, were saying, yo, Jay, did you see when I went to the White House? You see Kurt Suzuki doing the whole Trump thing? Look, I don't, I don't care about that. You like, you like who you like. You support who you support. I don't support it. I probably wouldn't have went to the White House. In fact, I know I wouldn't have went to the White House. I would have got fined. I don't care. But again, this is not taken away from Washington's at an all-time high right now, minus the Wizards, who just won last night, and the Redskins. You know, we 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 have to to rally around the goodness. You know what I mean? Again, the Washington Valor, uh, the the Mystics, the Capitals, and the and this is all in the span of two years, from 2018 to 19. Four, four DC teams won. So shouts out, again, shouts out to the Nationals, shouts out to the Mystics, shouts out to the Capitals, shouts out to the Washington Valor. Get it together, Washington Wizards, get it together, Redskins. But hey, we're not talking about them right now. I'm excited, I don't care what happens next year, right now. I don't care about free agency right now. 
All I care is riding this high of the um, the World Series win. Now people ask, Jay, did you go to the parade? I wanted to so bad. I couldn't go to the parade. I had to work the Maryland and Michigan game. It was, and that was that was Maryland. Jesus, but there I was there in spirit. So again, congratulations to the Washington Nationals for winning the World Series. Just, 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 just listen to the music one more time. Mm-mm-mm. All right, moving on from that. <laughs> no, cut, cut the music off, cut the music off, cut the music off. Moving on from that, let's get into a little football. Um, so the Browns still suck. <laughs> the Browns lost to, uh, I don't even remember who they played. I don't remember who they played, but they lost. And, um, there's a lot of things to take out of this game. Um, the fact that the Browns, you see, I don't, all right, so you get Odell Beckham Jr., we all know Odell Beckham Jr. costs a lot. We also know that Odell Beckham Jr., at his best, is one of the top three, maybe even top two wide receivers in the league. In the league. You pay him all this money. He's an, he's an elite wide receiver, along with Jarvis Landry. While Jarvis Landry is a really good uh, wide receiver, he's not great like Odell Beckham. You get Odell Beckham. And you barely throw him. In fact, the entire season he only has four red zone, red zone, uh, red zone targets, not completions, targets. And I think this entire year he has 58 or 53 targets. That's in nine games. In fact, let me let me let me see something real quick. 53 divided by nine. This man only gets six. It's 5.8 targets a game, and this is Odell Beckham. This is has to me. This has a lot to do with the coaching. This has a lot to do with Baker Mayfield has just been awful. Even though he has a thousand and one commercials, he he he. I don't know when he's gonna wake up dangerous, but he's been he's been horrible, and it's you know. And, and while while we're talking. A lot, of, a lot does not get said about the defense. The defense has to be better. Hell, the offense has a number one overall pick in Baker Mayfield. The defense has a number one overall pick in Miles Garrett. We can't expect one number, number one overall pick to be okay and let the other one fly down the road. No, they both have to come together like, yo, we need to galvanize something. Because the Browns, you lost, and that's, they lost to Denver. They lost to Denver with a, a quarterback that started for the first time in his career yesterday. I don't remember. I think it's something Allen. Bruce Allen, I think. Something like that. But, like, the and, and as I told y'all, I told y'all, the Browns were not doing anything this year. It takes a while to get rid of a losing culture. And the fact that a lot of people had, these, had them wake into the Super Bowl, I'm like, well, chill out, man. And, and as we're starting to see, the culture's still there. Like I said, you have Odell Beckham Jr. And you, 
Jarvis Landry has more targets than him. Now, Jarvis Landry's good, but he's nowhere close to as good as Odell Beckham is. The, 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 the run game has, has disappeared. Um, the defense is playing awful. And the coaching, we'll talk about the coaching a little bit later. But it's just, everything is bad for the, for the Browns. In fact, this is a terrible season. The worst thing that could happen to the Browns right now is happening. Is that the Browns are looking like the same old Browns. The Browns, yes, they have two wins, but they're looking, they look horrible. They look like nothing has changed. It doesn't look like they have Odell Beckham. It doesn't look like they have Baker Mayfield. It doesn't look like they have Miles Garrett. It doesn't look like they have Nick Chubb. It doesn't look like they have um, Jarvis Landry. It doesn't look like, they, it looks like the same old Browns. And because of that, they're not, I don't see them making it in the playoffs this year. They're, they're two and whatever right now. Two and six, two and, two and seven. I don't see them making the playoffs, but crazier things have happened. And one thing, and, and the last thing I'm going to get to uh, from this game is Jermaine Whitehead. For people that don't know, Jermaine Whitehead is a defensive player that the, the Browns were getting, got killed last, last or yesterday. No, Sunday. And uh, after the game, directly after the game, like, he still had his jersey on and his pads on. Jermaine Whitehead went to, went to social media uh, and responded to a whole bunch of criticism in one of the most thuggish way. This man was dropping his address. This man was talking about killing people. This man was, was hitting racial slurs left and right. This man was going at everybody. Jermaine Whitehead has, has, has since been uh, released or waived. Um, and this is what I say, bro. One thing that you know is that social media in general, either Twitter, IG, Facebook, whatever you got, social media... It's not always a positive place. In fact, it's very rarely a positive place. And the fact that you decide to go to social media directly after a game where you lose and you are a major part of that because he did give up, I think, about maybe two, I think two touchdowns. I think he gave up. You were a major part of that. The last thing you should do is go to social media. Because it would be different if you guys just won and you had two interceptions, three tackles, and everyone's like, yeah, man, he's underrated, this, that, and third. He's a great player. But that is not what happened. So I don't see, I don't see what Jermaine Whitehead was expecting going on social media. After a loss, a loss in which you played a major part in. This man talking about he gonna kill people. You know he's gonna beat, fight people. He dropped his address. He's talking on blood a lot. Like it. That's dumb. Jermaine Whitehead, look. You lost. Now you don't got a team. Now, now you're off the team. You weren't the, you were a fringe player anyways. I think you were on four teams in five years, but come on, man. Not, look, that just not, just be smart, man. Do not 
this is not the smartest thing where it's like, I don't know why people feel they need to broadcast everything on social media. Whether that's positive, whether that's negative, whether that's sad. Like, they, they, they feel like social media is a, is a part of them. You know what I mean? They feel that they have to let everybody know when they're doing something good. Or they have to let everybody know when, when something good, uh, positive happens to them. They also have to let people know if they're struggling with something. They have to let people know if they are... If they're... Um, if they're being pot, like if, if they're like going through something, I don't understand why people feel so entitled or so connected with social media. Like, first of all, there's something called privacy. Second of all, like, you don't need to let the world know everything. And the last thing you want to do is jeopardize your job because there's no way in heaven or hell you could have thought that the things that you said, Jermaine Whitehead was going to allow you to maintain a job. Also because, actually not also, because you are not, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to just be real, you are not good enough to keep a job if you say something like that. Yes, if Odell Beckham says something like that, he'd probably be suspended for a game or two, but he's still on the team. If Baker Mayfield says something like that, he's the number one overall pick. He will probably get suspended for a couple of games. He'd be on the team. If uh, if Julio Jones, if, if uh, Saquon Barkley, if De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, if Tom Brady, if anybody said something like that, that was a elite prime player like uh like Aaron Donald. If he if they said something like that, they would still be on the team. But you, Jermaine Whitehead, is not, are not, will not be an elite player. So because of that, you have to go. Life ain't fair. We all know that. Come on, bro. But you should have known that, bro. Four teams in five years, you should have known. You're not that good, bro. Actually, let me not say that because everybody probably thinks they're a superstar in their eyes. You should have known that you might need to chill out. Yes, tempers were high, but you might need to know. You might, you should have chilled. You should have chilled. And now, you are chilling at home with no job. Congrats. Stay off social media, people. Stay off social media. Moving on, the Ravens beat the Patri- Patriots. Now, I, when I was talking to a couple people, I said this game is either going to go two ways. The Ravens are going to get destroyed or because I thought the Patriots, you know, we all know Bill Belichick likes to take away your number one number one option which for the Ravens is the run now I knew that I didn't think the 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 Patriots were as good defensively as they are projected to be because they haven't really played anybody so I was just waiting for them to play was play somebody which was the Ravens so I was like okay if the defense is really as good as it's projected then they will handle the Ravens run that's not what happened I also thought either, like I said, the Patriots going to destroy it or the Ravens were going to run up and down the, the Patriots' throat. And lo and behold, it didn't take long for me to realize, oh, yeah, this game's about to be this game. But the game was 17-0 before the end of the first, well, before the Patriots couldn't even, like, it was. That was the quickest 17-0 I've ever seen. Now, really the only reason why the Patriots got back in it is because the Ravens had a couple miscues with um, a month, what, a, 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 a muffed punt. 
and um, a turnover by Michael. Tom- uh, no, what's his name? Mark Ingram. But the the Ravens thoroughly handled the Patriots, and for the first time in a while we can finally say that Tom Brady was not the best quarterback on the field. Lamar Jackson was the best player on the entire field, both offense and, in fact, on the entire, for the entire night. He was better than anybody on the Ravens defense, on the Ravens offense, and the Patriots defense, and the Patriots offense. The Patriots couldn't run. They couldn't stop the run. They could, they could barely stop the pass because it was like... Lamar Jackson was incredible. In fact... We're going to go on to a topic. We're going we're gonna to start a topic now. I mean, I was going to go to a topic later on the show, but I'm going to go right now. I got, a, I got a question asked. I got two questions. One, who is my uh, dream Super Bowl pick right now for the teams that are in the playoff hunt? And two, should the Patriots be favored in the AFC still? One, to answer the, first, answer the second question first, no. I say that because we've seen... A lot from the Patriots that should be concerning. We've seen the fact that their offense has been, I'm not gonna say terrible, but their offense has not been good this year. They've been riding on the coattails of their defense, even with Tom Brady, even with Sonny Michelle, even with all their pieces. They have, been, and Julian Edelman, they have been riding the coattails of their defense. And, and even in that, they haven't really played anybody. They, I think they've only played like maybe. Their best win before, um, before the Ravens was the what Buffalo Bills, and it's concern. It was concerning to me that Tom Brady doesn't really even throw the ball deep. Like he's 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 getting older, and I'm not taking away from his greatness, but he's getting older. He's not throwing the ball like deep anymore. He's he's getting what he, what he's doing. He's doing you know dumping di- I mean you know dumping passes. And those are going for maybe 50, 60 yards. But you don't have Gronk, as we know. You don't have A.B. You don't have uh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Muhammad Sanu is a good player, but you can't throw it deep. And, and he's not Josh Gordon. He's not A.B. He's not Gronk. So from what I've, what I've seen from the Patriots, I can't favor them over a Ravens. The Ravens right now are a complete team. The Ravens have... Like I said, a dynamic offense. They have an MVP candidate in Lamar Jackson. They have a, uh, a stout, stout defense with Earl Thomas and Humphreys and all them. It is I can't put them over the Ravens. And honestly, at their best, I can't, it's hard for me to put them over the, uh, the Chiefs. Now, yes, the Chiefs have a horrible, and I mean horrible defense. However... Their defense is so bad, but their offense with a healthy Patrick Mahomes is so good. You have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, not Kareem Hunt, um, what's his name? Uh, Travis Kelsey, um, Sammy Watkins. You have so many pieces, and Shady McCoy, I forgot. Like you, It's really hard for me to see anybody stopping them. Well, <laughs> with a healthy Mahomes, it's for me... You're going to have to outscore them. Now, just like the Ravens, if you take away the number one option, their number two is so good, their number two option is so good that it's hard to stop. Say you take away Patrick Mahomes, 
uh, running ability and making plays. Well, you still have a decent running game. Or say you take away the running game and you don't want Patrick Mahomes. In fact, you, you, what they'll probably try to do is take Patrick Mahomes, keep him in the pocket. The problem is Patrick Mahomes can throw in the pocket. Patrick Mahomes has a cannon of an arm with Lamar Jackson. You'd think, all right, so what we're going to do is stop the run. But that's very hard to do when you have Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, and if you want to do like jet sweeps, you have Hollywood Brown. It's, I don't see the Patriots. I don't, from right now, I can't put the Patriot, pick the Patriots over the Ravens, and I can't pick the Patriots over the uh, Chiefs. Now, they, of course, they can win against them, but I, from what I've seen this year, it's hard for me to pick them over those two teams. Then it goes to the, next, uh, the first question, which was, who, is, who do I think is going to make the Super Bowl? Who, what is my dream Super Bowl for the remaining teams? And the AFC... I want a, I want a complete team. I don't want see and that's the, that's the reason why I I'm not choosing the Chiefs because I want a team where they're not only great offensively but they're great defensively. The Chiefs is a, a a phenomenal great 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 offense when Patrick Mahomes is healthy. He right now he's playing like a once in a generation player. So you can't take that away from him. But their defense is so poor, it's not even funny. Their defense is horrible. And I don't, I don't want to see them go out because their defense can't stop a fly. Hell, if I was out there, I think I might be able to, 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 to catch a touchdown against that defense. And I ain't played football since 2003. And even in 2003, I was an offensive lineman. So, yeah, no. So my dream... I want to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I'm a Redskins fan, but I, from what I want to see Lamar Jackson in a, in a Super Bowl, and they have the team to do it. They have the number one rushing team by a landslide. Uh, they have phenomenal wide receivers. Lamar Jackson does his thing, and he's, he's, he's improving, and he's getting smarter and smarter week after week. And his defense is stout. Again, you have, from every layer of the defense, you have a solid, great player. So I want to see them. And on the NFC, I want to see the Saints, man. It's time for the Saints to get over the mistakes. And when I say the mistakes, the mistakes of the refs, the mistakes of grabbing Stefan Diggs when he's in the air or knocking him out the air. I don't care if it's a pass interference. At least, I mean, you, the one thing you can't do is let Te- Stefan Diggs score. And what does he do? He scores. And he didn't, he didn't have to. Again, the, the Saints have lost heartbreakers the last three years. I want to see Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson go up against each other in the Super Bowl. That, and, and if not Drew Brees, Brees, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers or, to me, the MVP favorite right now, and Russell Wilson. But my, my dream Super Bowl, and who I think will be in the Super Bowl, from what I've seen so far, is the Ravens and the Saints. There's that. Um, I don't feel like talking about the, the 
the Packers lost. I mean, we all had bad games. Now, I don't like how they got freaking dominated. Like, they got embarrassed, the Packers. They couldn't do anything on offense, and they couldn't do anything defensively. And I was waiting for Aaron Rodgers and them to pick it up, but I guess they didn't just have it. Now, if if this is something that continues to move on, it continues to go as in the offense struggles while the defense struggles, then we'll have a problem. But when they're all fire, when they're firing all cylinders, they are one of the best teams in the NFC. So maybe I'm just I'm just chalking it up as they overlooked the Chargers, who was a two-win team at the time, and they're gonna get. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. And the Cowboys beat the Giants. It's the Giants, man. Like the Giants' defense is horrible. Danny Dimes is one of the league leaders in interceptions. They're horrible. Like I don't I don't know. I don't, it's the The Giants are horrible. Like Giants are horrible. I don't want to talk about them. The rest of are horrible too, but it's the Giants. You know. And last thing I'm going to talk about before I get off of the NFL there's a difference between being bad on purpose and being bad. There are teams, there are three coaches. Two of them fit. All right. So there are three coaches. Four coaches, actually. That are, it's very likely for them not to have a job next year. That is Freddie Kitchens of the, of the, what's that dude's name? Of the Browns. That is Adam Gase of the Jets. That is Brian for Flores, Flores, Brian Flores, I'm sorry, of the Dolphins, and that is Dan Quinn of the Atlanta Falcons. Two of these coaches, to me, are in the same boat, and two are completely not. And I'm going to say it like this. The Dolphins have already come out saying pretty much they're tanking, which is why right now they're one in seven, which they can't even tank, right? Because if you're trying to tank, why would you try to win a game? But it is what it is. They can't even tank, right? (laughs) But the Dolphins have already come out saying that they want to, or they're not trying to win right now. We get it. Cool. Boom. So if that's the case, I don't feel Brian Flores should be fired due to the fact that you're not you're you're not allowing him not only to showcase his talents as a coach, but you're not allowing him to put his best foot forward because you want to win. I mean, you don't want to win. You want to tank for Tua. You trade you traded you traded Minkus Fitzpatrick, you traded Tunsil, you traded two of their best players. 
Don't forget about Kenny Stills. Like what? Do you... <laughs> the the Dolphins are not trying to win. So because of that, the coach shouldn't suffer. The coach shouldn't be fired due to the fact that you're not allowing him to do his job at his best. That's one boat. Brian Flores is in a boat of his own. All right, you, you can leave now. You have Adam Gase. I think that there were unrealistic expectations with the Jets this year. However, I also think that the Jets have underachieved. And I say that because of Sam Darnold. Yes, he had the whole mono situation. But when we look at Sam Darnold on the field, he, has, he looks worse than he did last year. He has not improved at all. And because of that, the team has suffered. I'm not putting this all on Sam Darnold. I'm putting it on, as a coaching staff, what are you doing to ensure that your players are getting better? If Sam Darnold is your future, is your franchise, is what we've been told, and he's good enough at, at his best to be all that, what... Why is he not improving? Why does your team look hella trash? Worse from last year. Why is it that you hire the you hire the coach from, from Miami last year and Miami beat y'all this year and Miami didn't have a win? No, I don't think that the Jets were that good or going to be that good, but I thought they I think they should have been better than they are this year. And because of that, that is why I think Adam Gates is going to get fired because the players have not developed. He's he's supposed to be a good developing coach, but the players haven't developed. And they're not that good. And I think that they while they had a little bit of unrealistic expectations, they also had more expectations than what they've shown, which is why I think he's out the door. Then you have Freddie Kitchens from the Browns. To me, he's in over his head. He has, he, the, one, the only thing he's done is call plays for half a year before he got a whole coaching, head coach job. Not only is that, he still doesn't understand how to use timeouts. He doesn't know that Odell Beckham is one of the top three wide receivers in the entire league. So maybe, just maybe, you should get him more targets. He has terrible schemes, terrible, terrible, terrible play calls since he's calling the plays. It's Freddie Kitchen should not be the coach of the of the Browns now. A lot of this is on Freddie Kitchens. A lot of it is also on Baker Mayfield. But Freddie Kitchens, he doesn't, you can, it does, it seems like he doesn't really get it. And he doesn't understand what he's supposed to do at the moment. He doesn't understand how timeouts work. He doesn't understand how challenges work. He doesn't understand personnel. It just seems like he doesn't understand it. Because of that, you shouldn't be, I get, maybe have him like, no, he shouldn't even be calling plays. I don't know what the hell he should be doing. But he shouldn't be coaching. I'll tell you that. That is why Freddie Kitchens 
will probably more than likely be gone by the end of this year. And the last coach I'm going to talk about is Dan Quinn of the Atlanta Falcons. The difference between him and Brian Flores, Adam Gase, and Freddie Kitchen is one, he has the better team out of all of them. Two, that team, the team that he has was not, ex was not expected to be garbage. You have Julio Jones, who is arguably the best wide receiver in the game. You have Matt Ryan, who's a former MVP. You have Devontae Freeman. You have Vic Beasley. You have players. And yet, you're trash. And I think they're trash because they have given up on Dan Quinn. Uh, to me, it started ever since they were up 28-3 in the Super Bowl. Ever since then, there's been a solid decline down. To the point now where it's just at the rest stop on the bottom. The Atlanta Falcons is, a, is still a good team on paper. But when you lose the ear of your players, which I think Dan Quinn has... you can't really coach after that because they're not going to listen to you. Like, why would I listen to you if I don't believe in you? I don't trust in you. That's, that's even, it's like a job. Like, if, if you don't believe in your boss, right, why would you give 100% if you don't believe in the boss, if you don't believe in the work that you're doing, why would you give 100%? That's, that's what I'm seeing out of the Atlanta Falcons. And that is exactly why I think Dan Quinn will be gone by the end of this year. Or by the end by the start of next year. Yes, he's a solid, he's a cool coach. He's all right coach. But I just think he's lost the ear of the locker room ever since being up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl and coming back and losing. That's how I see it. So, you know, um, that's, it for, that's it for the NFL. Let's, I'm going to talk about two things in college. Three things. One, this one's going to be quick. LSU plays Alabama this weekend. I very, I'm very excited. The only thing is Tua needs to be healthy. If Tua's not healthy, I don't see Alabama beating LSU. That's just not going to happen. Right now, I think it's a game-time decision. If Tua don't play, LSU is, be, is, is beating Alabama. I said it. Also, I don't know what I should, I should do first. Should I, should I do Willie? Or I do Willie first. For people that know, I'm an Oregon fan. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of Oregon football. So I have a personal thing against Willie Taggart, but I respect him as a black man, I respect him as a coach. I don't like how he just up and left on us a year in, but and neither did the players because the players even came out and was like, "What the hell?" But, but even you know what we have now, hell, we're ranked I think seventh in the in the nation. Uh, our coach right now is a Sandoval, I believe his name is. He's a, he's a great coach. You know, we're 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 good. But Willie Taggart left Oregon to coach Florida State.
And within two years, he has been fired. Um, do I think Florida State is underachieved? Of course. Do I think Florida State uh, should have been better than they are? Of course. Yes, I do. But one thing I do know about programs is that it takes a while to implement your culture on an, on an organization. To me, it takes a whole hell of a lot longer than two years. If you look at Nick Saban, Nick Saban didn't come to Alabama and just automatically start winning. If you look at Urban Myers, Urban Myers didn't go to Florida and just start automatically winning. If you look at any great coach that started from a program that was used to something and then now has to do something completely different. I mean, when you're used to Jimbo Fisher and he leaves and now you bring a Willie Tacker who's completely different, it's going to take a while for the organization, for, for the players, just for everyone to adjust. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it. It is what it is. This is the unpopular podcast, so I'm going to say what I got to say. If he was white, I think they would have gave him a lot longer than two years. Hell, there's coaches now that have been in the program for years that have not, that hasn't won nine games. Or that constantly can't win, can't make it to a bowl game. I think Florida State could have still made it to a bowl game this year. But they're not, there's, there's coaches that's been there for years that has not seen a bowl game. I think that when you look at black coaches, especially in college football, their leash is a lot less, a lot less, a lot shorter than white coaches. Think about it. You think if Urban Ma you think if, 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 um, let's see, boom, look at Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly has had almost the same amount of success as Willie Taggart has had at UCLA. I don't hear anybody saying Chip Kelly should have been fired. In fact, where is Chip Kelly? I'm looking up where Chip Kelly is right now. Chip Kelly is still like... Again, I don't, Chip Kelly, it's, right now their record, his record at uh, UCLA is 7-14. and 14. I'm looking up Chip Kelly stuff after Oregon in 2010, or after Oregon. Didn't do much for the Eagles. They went to the playoffs, owned one. And since coaching UCLA, he is 7 and 14. Um, and the worst part about it, though. Is again, you don't hear anybody saying Chip Kelly should lose his job. And UCLA, 
has had more success in in the team's history than Florida State. But if Willie Taggart, but Willie Taggart got fired because he's, I'm not saying he got fired because he's black, but I'm saying the leash is a lot shorter because you're black. To me, it takes a little longer than two years, or it didn't even make it two years, a year and a half to implement, a, like change your program around. That takes a little longer. It, it takes a little longer than a year and a half. And I think you give any white coach that time. Hell, look at uh, Frost. Jake, was it Frost? From Jake Frost from uh, Nebraska. They are. He has the same amount of success. Hold up. Hold up. Scott Frost. Scott Frost has had the same amount of success as Willie Taggart at Nebraska, yet you don't hear about him losing his job. In fact, you hear about some NFL teams looking at him. Again, the leash is a lot less, is a lot shorter when you're black, especially a black coach. I might have my thoughts on Willie Taggart from what happened in Oregon, but I do know that Willie Taggart did, to me, did not deserve to be fired at all, because that's just like, no. Um, and lastly, it, and I think it happened like, I think it happened on Wednesday last week, so I'm just going to talk about this shortly, and that's the NCAA's new compensation rule, where they're saying players can on the surface, it says players can get paid for their likeness. But if you really read the, con- read the new rule and read what they just implemented, the NCAA has to, de- you can't be an employee of the NBA or of the NCAA. When you're playing for a team under the NCAA, that means you're a what? Employee of the NCAA. There's, they can't, the NCAA has to deem if you're, if you're eligible or not to be compensated. All I have to say is you're not eligible, and guess what? You won't be eligible. And the NCAA still has to monitor what, how, you're, how much you're getting paid. Like, there has to be a limit. There's a limit. And that's the limit that they deem, which they can deem that the limit is a dollar. What I'm saying is the new NCAA rule is a joke. You can't tell me that if I am, say I'm Zion, right? I make all this money for Duke. Hell, Obama went to the game last year. You think Obama would have went to the game if it was just R.J. Barrett and uh, Jones, or Trey Jones, and Cam Reddish. No, they went for Zion. So the fact that you're telling me if I'm Zion, I can't make money because you deem it's not appropriate, but then yet you 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 kind of drape it up to say, hey, okay, boom, the NCAA, you can get paid now. But we have to, we, you have to still go through all this regulation and see, and we have to deem if you're eligible or not. That's still, because you can just deem it's not. That's still BS to me. That is a, that is a joke. That is terrible. Terrible. Like, if I'm, if I'm, 
in the NCAA, if I'm if I'm a player, it's like y'all y'all not doing anything but strength, like 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 uh, extending your control to a point where I can't. I can't flourish because you are trying to control what I'm doing. You see, there's a lot of people that don't even want to go to college due to the fact that their family's struggling. They can be the greatest basketball, the greatest football, the greatest whatever sports player in the world, but they can't afford college or they don't want to go to college because their family's struggling. So what they do is they'll go overseas or they just don't, they'll have to work. They just don't go and, and, and do nothing, nothing like that. Don't you think it would help them a lot more? Or, and don't you think you won't have a lot of scandals, quote unquote scandals of people playing, paying players to help their family if they can get paid for their likeness? I think about it. One of the most famous cases I can remember is the Fab Five. The Fab Five, who were famous as hell, but they could barely eat. I, I've seen, the, I, I've seen the, the documentary. They could barely eat. They could barely uh, put food, I mean, put clothes on their back in college, and their family was struggling at home. Don't you think the Fab Five, who we still talk about today, who they revolutionized the way that we look at college football, the way that we look at basketball as a whole, don't you think that it would be a lot easier for them if they would have got paid for their likeness, seeing as though how much money they made Michigan and, and, and altogether, how much money they made the NCAA altogether? Again, we still talk about the Fab Five. But then yet, because they, they, not even they took, they lied about taking money because their family couldn't, they, they couldn't afford things. They, again, Coach Weber said he remembers that there's people in a store buying and wearing his jersey, wearing, having his name on, the back, on their backs, yet he can barely afford a McDonald's chicken sandwich. Like the NCAA, bro. That is, man. That just it just doesn't. I do get it. I get the fact that you want complete control over your product. I get that, but you're you're pretty much you're slaving kids, man. Yes, I get it's involuntary. It's voluntary. Everyone wants to play basketball. Everyone wants to play football. But people still struggle. Hell, people still struggle whether they're in the limelight or not. Again. The Fab Five, Zion, Zion's parents struggled when he was playing. Fab Five, like, I don't, the NCAA needs to understand that, especially, especially when it comes to basketball, you are as good as your best player. And your best player draws in revenue, draws in fans, draws in exposure, draws in recruits. If you, there should be no reason why that best player cannot and should not be paid. That is, to me, that's unacceptable. Man, and the fact that you say, yeah, we're going to work closely with um, the athletes and the teams. No, you're not. You're just going to implement your rule and your rule is going to prevent them from getting paid. Your rule is going to give you full control. It is what it is, man. Before we go, um, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Uh, the Lakers look good. They have won five straight since losing game one. Dwight Howard's looked really good, which I told people. He's, I mean, he's still good. 
like he was he was putting up numbers before last year, which he was injured most of the time for the Wizards. He was still putting up numbers in Charlotte and Atlanta, wherever he went, he was putting up numbers. So Dwight Howard looks good. Um, and the, the Warriors, while they did beat the Blazers last night, they got they got pummeled by injury, man. You got Steph Curry uh, breaking his hand. You got D'Lo out with an ankle injury. You got uh, Green out with a finger injury. You got Clay out with an ACL. Um, like I've never seen a team all every single one of their top stars, not just regular play, top stars get injured and out. I, and of course we know about Katie. Like I, I, I don't know. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. So that's that's wild. I don't. I've never seen anything like that at all. But uh, yeah, their seasons. They can say that they're not tanking, but and they, again, they did just win last night. But yeah, they don't even need to try to tank. They're not going to be good. They're not going to be good at all. They're they're going to be trash. So, um, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, lastly, before I go, so we know about DeAndre Ayton getting suspended for, uh, anti-drug policy, whatever. Well, this morning, John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks was also suspended 25 games for violating the anti-drug program. You're really going to start seeing this, especially in the NBA with weed. And I'm not saying this is weed. I don't know what it is. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is weed again. But with a lot of the laws, you know, the weed laws are cool. cool. A lot of players are... You're going to start to see a lot of players, both in NBA, NFL, crack, like you're really going to start, especially the NBA. The NBA hasn't really cracked down as hard as the NFL has. But you're really going to start seeing them crack down on the, the anti-drug policy. Yes, I get that the NBA, you know, your players are your profit. But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people are saying that the players have too much control in the whole China situation. Like, you're going to really start to see the NBA crack down on the players. And I don't know why. Of course, he's probably going to appeal it, John Collins. And... If if he if if it comes back as as faulty and is wrong, I apologize. It is what it is. But as of right now, John Collins is suspended of the Atlanta Hawks is suspended for 25 games for anti-doping or anti-drug whatever. I'm not gonna say doping because I don't know. Oh, that's disrespectful. I apologize. Anti-drug. So I hope he gets that situated and uh, yeah. So this has been unpo- damn this. This podcast is a lot heavier than I thought it would be, man. Like, I gave a lot more energy on some negative stuff than I did with the positive stuff, man. But this has been the Unpopular Podcast. Again, the Washington Nationals won. Shout out to the Nationals, the Mystics, the, the Capital, and the Valor. I want to shout out to you guys, DC, uh, District of Champions. Um, shout out to everyone listening. I appreciate you guys. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. And also, Please share the podcast, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. I, I would really, if you enjoy it and you like listening to it, I would appreciate it. I really would. Um, I thank you guys again. Uh, you know, I love doing this. This, this. this is why I do it, man. This is what, 70 episodes? And I pre- appreciate everyone 
what does Joe Button say? All the first time listeners, all the last time listeners, and all the people that have been rolling with me, I appreciate y'all. Um, again, I hope you guys have a blessed day. The visuals will drop probably tomorrow morning. And uh, until next time, much love. You make it happen. I see you walking around like your feet don't hurt. Shout it just cold like the heat don't work. She independent, you be balling on the budget. She riding in the flies, all the real niggas love it. Money making mission, she just steady chasing ducats. Shout it, she ain't playing, she just balling in a nugget. T5 fly, Lord oh my. Can't help the still head, time you walk by. Got time for a nigga, I can see it in your eye. What I gotta do for a piece of pie? Tell me you feeling alright. Tryna get with you tonight. I'm with all the shit that you like. I'm with all the shit that you like Tell me where you wanna go Tell me what you wanna do Baby, just be comfortable I'll be right here next to you Baby, just be comfortable Tell me what you wanna do Baby, just be comfortable. I'll be right here next to you. Let's go. <laughs> Look, I ain't worried too much about shouting no. Cause I know that she be working. In a spell time, shout it just count though. We all know she is important. <laughs> let me know if you gon' ride for a fella. Me and you together, super fly like a fella. I let her hold her back and I told her about whatever. Get it wise good, cause I'm nothing less forever. G5 fly, Lord oh my. Can't help the still head, time you walk by. Got time for a nigga, I can see it in your eye. What I gotta do for a piece of pie? Tell me you feeling alright. I'm tryna get with you tonight. I'm with the shit that you like. Let's go. I'm with the shit that you Tell like. me where hey. you wanna go Tell me what you wanna do Baby, just be comfortable I'll be right here next to you That's for real, you know you're dealing with a real one That's for real, you know you're dealing with a real one that's for real, you know you're dealing with a real one. Mm, that's for real, you know you're dealing with a real one. I ain't gotta say it, how the pretty bitches want it When I get a chance, I'ma fuck you like I own it Feel good coming from a real nigga, don't it? When we in the bed, I just tell her jump up on it Rent me all wet, falling right down your spine I ain't tryna front, I just want it from behind Hope you don't mind for the time, girl, you mind Tell me one more time Tell me where you wanna go Tell me what you wanna do Baby, just be comfortable I'll be right here next to you